One of the most frustrating things we encounter in our relationship with our cluster bees are questions with no answers. Welcome to this podcast of My Inner Torch. It seems to me in dealing with my cluster B of almost 22 years of a relationship with her, 20 years of being married, that I have conversations with her and I pose questions and she answers back with a question. So to make it simple, I might say, how are you feeling? And she would respond, how are you feeling? It's maddening because when you start to have more in-depth conversations, other than surface questions like, how are you feeling? How was your day? That type of thing. But when you're asking pointed questions like, do you ever see us having a closer relationship? And their response is, well, do you? Or how can we make our relationship better? They might respond with, what do you think? It's maddening. And the reason why it's maddening is because what they're doing is that they're basically mirroring you, but in a very weird way, because cluster bees mirror you, especially in the learning stages of the beginning of the relationship. They are learning. They are gathering information, especially narcissists, on finding out your weaknesses finding out your desires and your likes. Borderlines do the same thing because they have no self-identity. They have to become you. They are emotional chameleons. They are shapeshifters. I've talked about this in previous podcasts. They become your ultimate fantasy. And how do they do that is by gathering information, basically responding to a question with a question. You may say, hey, Uh, what do you like to eat? And they may say, well, what do you like? Because they don't have identity. And so they build their identity on you. So if you say, look, you know what? I love pizza. They may hate pizza personally, but they will reflect back to you. Oh, you know what? I love pizza too. I love deep dish. I love whatever. They will basically become your fantasy they will become your mirage. And I've talked about this in countless podcasts. Answering a question with a question is very smart because this way they're not revealing anything of themselves. They don't want to be vulnerable. A narcissist or a borderline does not want to make themselves vulnerable. Borderlines don't want to become engulfed. They don't want to be swept up in emotion. It's very difficult for them to process this. And narcissists certainly don't want to be vulnerable because they want to maintain control of the relationship. So they will always answer, think about it, and listen. Like my wife does, they will answer a question with a question. Because if they answer something, and perhaps it's not what you want to hear, especially at the beginning of the relationship, then... All bets are off. They never want to reveal their emotional hand. They are emotional poker players. They're very good at it. And I found that with my wife, you know, finally it kind of dawned on me because 
You ask a question and they respond with a question and then you go into jade mode, justify, argue, defend, and explain your position when you're asking them a question. You're asking them a question. So now what I do with my wife, and I'm going to continue to do this, is say, look, I didn't ask for a question. I asked for an answer. You know, if I ask you, where do you want to go? And you basically say, well, I don't know. Where do you want to go? Because they're setting you up so that this way, if where you want to go is not where they want to go, they can tell you, oh gosh, that's, you always want to go there. I don't want to go there. Why do you always want to go there? That's boring. Now you get into jade mode. Now you get into justify your position, argue your position, defend your position, and explain your position. And they come off emotionally scot-free. They answer a question with a question. It's extremely smart to do because this way they have no vulnerability. They put no skin in the game. And so now you're basically asking them about your relationship with them and they're asking you about your relationship with them. So now you're having to kind of answer both sides of the conversation and then they can pick and choose how they want to respond. If they want to be vicious and venomous, or if they want to gaslight you because, oh, that never happened. Oh, I, I don't see it that way. And then kind of exchange their distorted reality with yours, which might actually be rooted in reality, but now they're gaslighting you. It never happened that way. Why would you ask me a question about that? And then you get into an argument and an argument you can't win because you will never win an argument with a cluster B. I can assure you that. You may think you're winning if they go silent, but all they're doing is ruminating. They're regrouping and they will come back and attack you again. Or they'll regurgitate it at a strategically good time that benefits them. You know, well, you told me this blank. You told me this back a week ago. Well, we could have had a conversation about it. We could have addressed it. But what you did is you internalized it. And now you're regurgitating it at your advantage, to your advantage. So when you get into a conversation with your cluster B, pay attention. Because if you're asking questions, see whether or not they're answering with a question. Whether they're putting the onus back on you. The answer back on you when you are seeking an answer from them. They are emotionally evasive. MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. I always appreciate hearing from you. Thank you for your support on this podcast. I've done almost 120 podcasts. New episodes uploaded every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Please leave a five-star review on whichever platform you happen to be listening to this podcast because what it does is it helps grow listenership. Together, as a mass of people, a mass of survivors, understanding and enlightened survivors, we can make a difference in our lives. So spreading the word of this podcast helps other people survive. And notice how I didn't use the word victim because we're not victims. We are survivors. We understand what these people are doing. And again, I'm going to put out a late trigger alert to this. This podcast is not for anyone who's been diagnosed or undiagnosed with BPD or NPD. Don't come to this podcast looking 
for answers, looking for me to support who you are and what you do, because I don't. So I'm sorry if I ruin your day by talking about the truths of your behaviors, but the truth should be known because it doesn't matter who you are, what label you have. If you are abusive, that is not love. Be forewarned to those survivors out there. When a cluster B tells you, well, I do it because I love you. Uh, No, they don't. Because love should not equal pain. It should be understanding and empathetic and compassionate. And cluster Bs don't have the capacity to exercise any of those qualities. And it's very difficult for us, the nons, the norms, to understand this. But we shouldn't demand it from the cluster B. That is our fault. And that is something that you have to learn. Don't make them into something that they aren't. Listen to my podcast a couple of weeks ago about that. They can't be what they aren't. They can put an act on for a little while. They can show you. They can mirror you. They can beguile you with a fantasy. But unfortunately, as time goes on, the mask of the narcissist and the demons of the borderline do surface and they manifest themselves in abusive behaviors. And then we're left going, well, gosh, they were a wonderful person. I know the wonderful person is there. It's not. You can't find it because it never existed. Be well, and in whatever you do, be good. This has been my Inner Torch. (laughs) 